You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. All right, good to have you back. It's time for Counterpoint now. We have Jenny Byrne, former Deputy Chief to Stephen Harper, currently with Bayfield Strategy, and Vincent Gasparo, former advisor to Paul Martin and a hedge fund guy. You're here. I've just changed your title. No problem. Sure. Wouldn't be the first time. No, it would not. Um, okay, let's talk about Finance Minister Bill Morneau, because I thought this would might make you smile, uh, Vincent. But uh, cleared of allegations that he and dad profited from insider info, Mary Dawson uh, announcing late today uh, that it was in advance of the sale of the stock, the, the, sorry, in advance of the sale of the stock and the tabling of the legislation. So it wasn't a conflict. Now, look, he's already paid a fine over an, another ethics violation. Is he is he done? Does Is this done? Is it over? Do we move on? Or is his... Uh, a reputation still damaged. Is well, he damaged good? I'm glad we were leading off with this. And, and I think it's important for your listeners to hear this. because <laughs> yes. I, I think it's absolutely critical. This is what happens mm-hmm. when you have uh, politicians who only care about ambition. And I'm, and, and I'm referring to like Pierre Polyev, who spent all of his time trying to cut his chops on taking down someone when there was no basis for the there was no basis for his complaint. So the damage is already done. Well, um, he, he was found in violation of other ethics charges. The main point the of Pierre Polyev's line of questioning for six weeks, mm-hmm. there was no basis to it. And this is, again, the problem with someone who is trying to be leader of the Conservative Party and spends and is trying to stand on Bill Morneau's shoulders to make that happen. And um, And what you've seen here is a guy who wants to talk about the economy, but has absolutely no idea how the, the the economy works, how our capital markets works, and has take has damaged severely um, uh, a, a good a good man, okay. quite frankly. Well, I think well, someone would say he, he damaged himself. I mean, he damaged himself on rolling out tax cuts and, and aiming them at the middle yeah. class and business owners. Yes, absolutely. So damage. Um, he uh, to your point, he was found guilty of uh, of of not declaring his villa in the south of France. We forgot he had one. He did. It's it, it's it a problem happens. for us. <laughs> but he's he although he uh, he might have quote followed the letter of the law. He definitely d- didn't follow the spirit of the law. This is of course a loophole that Mary Dawson, uh, while she was ethics commissioner, said she wanted uh, she wanted closed. And frankly, there is still an ongoing ethics uh, uh, investigation right now on as to whether he should have tabled legis- legis- uh, pension reform legislation that might benefit Morneau Chappelle. So although he he might have skirted this issue on a tech. Technicality. He is still being investigated by the uh, by the ethics commissioner. Yeah, yeah. The optics aren't good, uh, but but to me, there becomes now a problem for Mr. Trudeau because now the spotlight is completely on him. Whereas before, if at least Mr. Morneau went down, he could have maybe casted a little bit to him well, and, and been distracted by him. You know, it, it's funny uh, listening to Jenny talk about a quote unquote technicality, which the Conservative Party, when she was Deputy Chief of Staff to Prime Minister Harper, was more than willing to leave that technicality and loophole in place. Um, but this, again, goes back to the where our politics has gone and the way the Conservative Party manages politics. It's a blood sport and it's winner take all. And that's the way that party has been bred under Stephen Harper. And, and it continues that way. And it's the same way Pierre Polyev, again, because he wants to be leader of the Conservative Party, 
thinks that he can do this by taking down a finance minister. Well, and and again, there was no basis to it. Well, well, what we're seeing now is the continued problems. The kryptonite that the Liberal Party has is is uh, ethics violations. It's 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 been from previous administrations, and now for the first time, they the Liberals have done politics different. For the first time, Vince, uh, uh, sitting Prime Minister, has been found guilty of breaching four counts for. Not one, not two, not three, four counts of ethic violations. So they, it, it, the Liberals definitely are doing things differently. Well, and and the Prime Minister took responsibility for it, came out, and, and it's fine. But again, well, I, well, I, he still, I... He still faces questions. And then there's the whole Josh Boyle issue that we haven't even delved into. I mean, cause he's <coughs> been on vacation, so that will come back. I want to flip it to uh, something that happened with uh, Senator Lynn Bayak today. Um, she may have been ousted by the caucus last week over, quote, racist letters posted on her parliamentary website, but she's not being quiet, Jenny. She's now doubling down and swinging back at uh, leader Andrew Scheer, saying, hey, your inexperience uh, is playing a hand here, and you're buckling to political correctness. And just so you have uh, the background, Bayek, as you call, defended residential schools. And while her opinion on that is is questionable, some say, she says for her it's an issue of freedom of speech. Well, listen, I think at the end of the day, it's it's kind of rich that a, that an unelected senator is is criticizing the leader of the opposition. Andrew's been elected five times to the House of Commons, 140,000 people um, selected him as leader. Uh, Lynn, of course, is going to say this. Um, the fact of the matter, though, she's be- become a distraction. And uh, I think how the uh, how the Conservative Party and how Andrew Scheer's office handled it uh, was about as good as they as they could under the circumstances. Well, it can nod them, though. I mean, it becomes a problem now for Mr. Scheer because he then becomes either the liar or the weakling. Well, look, uh, Senator Bayek should have been kicked out of caucus a long time ago. And um, this is a perfect example of how Andrew Shear just is uh, was too late, too slow, and just isn't up to the, up for the job. He just isn't ready uh, to quote uh, to quote uh, really? to quote Jenny's Come former boss. Um, and um, you know he waited to see where the wind would blow on this, and then he decided once the public reaction was so visceral to this to, to these racist letters that were published on her website that he decided to kick her out of caucus. He's too weak. He's too slow. He's a weak leader. No one knows who he is. He lost two by-elections. The party's in disarray. There's internal battling within the Conservative Party. He's a complete bust, and I can't be any more clearer than that. Apparently. Well, okay, so, you know, it kind of goes into the next topic, which is, you know, questions about who is he. And... and is he a dud? I'm not sure if that's fair to say. We're still oh, a it is long, fair. No, well, it's, it's not, not it's because not. we're still really far out from the next election. But Jenny, he's not exciting the base. I think as a lot of people had hoped, and I think a lot of people are saying, "I'm not sure who he is." If you ask people about him, mm-hmm. anybody who knows Andrew Shear, all say the same thing: funny, funny guy. Yep, super, super nice. Very hardworking. The mistakes I think he's making is not acting as himself. Is that uh, fair? Uh, I think he's acting as himself. I think this is, listen, go back to 2005, uh, leading into what was going to be, you know, Vince was in the prime minister's office for Paul Martin. It was going to be, you know, went from 2004 being the biggest, it was going to be the biggest majority in uh, Canadian history to a minority. In 2005, uh, the liberals were in the high 30s, 40% in the polls, and Stephen Harper was uh, mid-20s. And six to eight months later, he was elected prime minister with 36% of of the vote. So I think Andrew's only been elected uh, leader for the last um, four or five months. I think that he's doing what he needs to do in terms of building the party, 
building recruiting candidates and what have you. And I think that uh, I, uh, he's doing everything that he needs to. I think it's completely unfair to say that uh, uh, that that there's no chance that that the conservatives are going to do better. Well, let me let me before I flip it to you, Vincent. I just want to ask if you were handling Mr. Shear, if you were part of that team, <laughs> what would you be wanting? What what would be the strategy for you? Well, I think, I'm not I'm not big on the strategy they're doing right now. Well, I think what now that we're kind of into the new year, we're we're uh, uh, you know into the final stretch, uh, so to speak, uh, getting ready for the next election, 22 months away. Um, I think that what Andrew needs to do is just uh, continue to to do what he has. Uh, he needs to tour the country. I think that uh, the party's going to need to do more uh, uh, advertising, as I said, recruitment of candidates, and put a real focus in terms of ground organization, which was one of Stephen Harper's strengths and probably has, has gone on the wayside since the leadership the, race the, the, This is the worst honeymoon period of any political leader ever in Canadian history. He's had the, the 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 smallest bump in uh, in approval of any other leader. There's internal battles within the Conservative Party. This was a uh, their leadership. The Conservative leadership was a battle between social conservatives and economic oh, radicals. No, social no. conservatives won. I'm not a social um, conservative. That's not, that's and not they, they, they won. They won. Uh, Andrew Shear won on the last ballot with with less than 51 percent of the vote. The, the party's in complete disarray. He has I no idea. The, hold on he, a second. I'm that not is finished. Hold not... on. I, I, I let you finish. Hold on, Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. Uh, um, uh, he uh, he doesn't know how to bring the party together. There's internal battles between Bernier and people like Pierre Polyev well, no, who, listen, who are, Vince, who are, who are Vince, trying to Vince, stand, who are know, trying to become leader how, of the party. I, know I, I how let much... you finish. I let you finish, Jenny. Um, and uh, and there, there, there are a lot of struggles. He doesn't know how to bring the party together. He's a weak leader, and, and it's showing. Jenny, last point to you. I, I Listen, as a member of the Conservative Party, the party is extremely united. I know, Vince, you, you've, you've uh, always... Uh, we're part of a strong, united liberal party that, that you know, always was lockstep together. I can tell you that as a member of this party, the uh, uh, everyone is extremely supportive of Andrew Scheer and, and, and working towards taking out Justin Trudeau in the next election. Okay. Uh, we will continue. We're going to pick it up. It's 828. I've got to get to a break uh, of Counterpoint. When we come back, should we be taxing meat? Ooh, if you want a war, a war yeah, do that. We'll talk about that coming up. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point here on Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. 832 on this Monday. It's Counterpoint with Jenny Byrne and Vincent Gasparro. Let's talk about taxing meat. Should we? Yes, apparently global meat consumption has environmentalists out of the UK demanding a sin tax. Their argument is that it contributes to global warning by gas emissions. In other words, cows fart. <laughs> and it's it's true. They fart and they're causing a lot of problems. Deforestation, things like rising rates of diabetes, apparently from meat consumption, cancers and soil degradation. So should it then be treated by like a tobacco or a sugar or even, let's say, a carbon? Um, Vince, I'll start with you on this. Uh, and I would say to anyone, if we're trying to push people into a plant-based diet, you're going to get far more carbon than you ever wanted and far more farts right. than a cow. So uh, should we be <laughs> taxing meat? Well, uh, my, my view is no. Uh, we, should, we should not be treating it the same as tobacco and alcohol and, and other, uh, other real sins, if you want to call it that. Um, uh, I, I think... When you look at where a lot of diets are moving, they're moving to, to uh, higher protein diets because of all the health benefits that uh, people get from it. 
Um, and quite frankly, uh, I, I think this has gone a little too far. I'm, I'm obviously uh, a green guy. Yeah, I don't I, think I, you've I've given invested, up your, uh, yeah, your, I, your beautiful I've, state. I, yeah, I've invested in you know uh, renewable energy and all that sort of stuff, but I, I think this is really uh, pushing it to, to to another level. Uh, Jenny, I think the the <laughs> agricultural sector would go nuts, uh, and rightly so. I um, I agree with Vince. Um, Sorry, I, say that part again because we'll, <laughs> save the tape, everyone. Save the tape. Um, uh, you know, it, 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 meat is it, is essential. It's part of Canada's uh, food group, uh, like the, the the essential food groups. I think taxing it is is ridiculous. I think this is kind of a a non-starter. I think that uh, most vegetarians, uh, re- reasonable vegetarians, would think this is ridiculous. Uh, well, ridiculous look, I as have well. not eaten red meat in twenty five years, <clears throat> and not because I don't like it. I love red meat, and I'm not that kind. Like, if you came to my house, I'd cook you up a nice. A steak. I know how to do it. I just don't eat it myself. We're going to hold you to that. I would. I have no problem. I'm not that kind of a person. Uh, but again, yeah, I think it goes way too far. Exactly. It's it's ridiculous. However, I don't think, I don't think anyone will take this serious. Even, I, I don't know. Even I mean, this we, nanny state government uh, in Ottawa, there's no way they're going to do this. <laughs> well, they, they if they were smart, they wouldn't. But we just heard from a, a NDP um, member who apparently told people out in Alberta not to eat red meat, which is probably the the worst thing you well, could say I in they, Alberta. I hope they keep talking because that will just yeah. help Jason Kenney get elected the next premier of Alberta. Yeah, I mean, if you want to pick a fight, that's that's not one you're going to win. Exactly. Right. But it is true. Cow farts do cause a lot of problems. <laughs> it's true. I mean, people laugh well, at it, but it's well, true. Well, I, I think what they're referring to in the article is the the supply chain of taking meat of taking that the they are red meat. But from, there is from, also a you know, known that when to, cat, to cows flatulate or whatever they do, it goes into the atmosphere. Where do you what do you think the gas is coming? Anyway, <laughs> spent too much time on that. Uh, PETA all up in arms again. This time aiming uh, their ire at some restaurants across the GTA. It's called, I'm, I might say this wrong, Sanakchi. It's a dish of hacked off octopus arms, octopus arms that are served up raw right after they're killed. But the fun part is they douse it in sesame oil. And that makes the nerves on the arms move around. And apparently this dish goes back thousands of years and they keep the suckers moving. So the whole point is to keep the suckers moving. You know the suckers on the octopus? Mm-hmm. So that they don't attach to your throat. So it's apparently for a choking hazard. But Koreans do say that this is a something they've done and it's steeped in history. But PETA says, culture's no excuse for cruelty. So what is more important, Jenny, culture or cruelty? Well, I think that sounds terrible. Um, uh, just <laughs> you from eat an it? appetite, I, I, I don't eat deep fried calamari, let alone. It's not deep fried, it's raw. No, by the way, I should I point mean, out. That's but what I mean. I, yeah, I do um, actually quite That being like said, it. if this is a dish, uh, uh, well, PETA's real pr- purpose is for everyone to stop eating meat altogether, going back to our last subject. Um, so they'll find a way to find wrong in anything. I, I'm not, as someone that would never try this, I don't think I could watch someone uh, eat this dish. Um, I don't think it's our place to to tell um, different cultures uh, uh, what they can and cannot eat uh, in terms of delicacies. Right. But we have seen it in cities like Toronto and other jurisdictions across Ontario where things like shark fin soup, which is a delicacy in Asia. And mm-hmm. while maybe not so much with the younger generation, certainly in the older generation, shark fin soup is very popular. And we've seen city officials get in on that debate, even though it's completely out of their mandate. Well, I- Look, I, I think there there's a fundamental difference here. First right? of all, have you, would you eat this dish if you were served? Uh, if I I have I have quite a few Korean friends. If they if if this is what they served me, I, I would be a polite guest. And really, and, and well, I, would, I don't know. I, I, I don't would, think I could be that polite. Uh, well, I you know. 
with it moving around? I I, look, I don't know. If I, I don't know if I would order it, but if I was with my, some of my <laughs> Korean friends and they said, "Vince, you need to try this," then I, I'd probably, I would, I would at least give it a shot. Oh, good um, on you! But I think the fundamental difference between shark fin soup and this dish is uh, the sharks are um, f- finned. Uh, or the fins are cut off while the shark is still alive. And they're thrown and, back in. And then they're thrown back in. And, you know, that is extremely cruel. And, um, you know, it, it's obviously, it, the, the, there are a lot of um, issues, ethical issues with that. But, 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 then but you, in this particular yeah. instance, the, the, the octopus is already dead. So I'm not exactly sure where the where the issue where the issue is. Well, bottom line, though, I mean, if anybody saw the way their meat was prepared, period, from the moment it gets on that truck, they probably wouldn't eat it. It's just that we're very sanitized with the way mm-hmm. we, we consume our, our living creatures. And it's the way we yeah. teach Agreed. children. Yeah. You know, sure. old McDonald went to farm EIEI. Well, no, he didn't. He went off to slaughterhouse and got killed and put on your plate. Yeah. We, the whole way we teach <laughs> young children about is, is, it is, is, is it's that, so is sanitized. Your, your, uh... No, I, haven't, I, haven't even, I don't even know how I would teach him. I mean, he's way too young to know that. But we teach children from a very young age that it's cute and it's cuddly. And then it somehow ends up on your plate. If people actually saw the way it was prepared sure. they probably would be vegetarians i mean it's it's Maybe. tough to watch but however uh, whether or not we're going to outlaw the cultural side of it i'm not sure if anyone's going to weigh in on it yeah I, again I, I think it's uh shark again i i go back to to the ethics to to the uh, you know to to, uh, to the data right shark fin soup uh and and uh, the way shark fins uh, are prepared is um is extremely cruel and you know there seems to be broad consensus on that with this particular instance uh, in terms of the octopus it, well, it's octopus already aren't dead. as cute either <laughs> well, <laughs> not well yeah. sharks are cuter than octopus well Maybe. especially if you're worried about like their suction cups choking you while you're while you're eating the, the dancing legs well hey hey if someone wants to send some over so we can try or see it then i think vincent has clearly gone on record that he would be polite it's true actually oh, well, i would not be polite listen, because I'll, I'll bring, I would be I'll bring some of my everywhere. korean friends over and we can we can all have it together <laughs> please videotape that done all right all right we'll see where that one goes if it goes if city council picks this issue up my head will explode officially <laughs> <laughs> Don't let anything surprise me. Guys, I gotta let you go there. Thank you. Jenny Thanks Byrne joining much. us. Vincent Gasparro. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.